0: Hello and welcome to Open Door Playhouse, a theater podcast that celebrates live theater on the podcast stage. I'm Ann Cooper. At Open Door Playhouse, we strive to bring our listeners thoughtful and surprising 10-minute shorts and one-act plays that showcase insightful and new perspectives of the world we share with others. Open Door Playhouse is a 501c3 theater organization. Support for Open Door Playhouse comes from listeners like you. Your tax-deductible donations help keep our plays on the podcast stage. Donations can be made at www.opendoorplayhouse.org. Now playing in Theater 89, Flesh and Blood, Written and directed by Dana Cohen, starring Lisa Robbins as Sheila, Sharon Shane as Joy, Alan Wasserman as Hi, and Ann Cooper as Rose.
1: I'm sorry. I I thought I was alone. The caretaker not around? No. He said he was going to meet me here. Calls me at six in the morning. Where is he? Where is this man?
2: Is that a family member? My mother. Oh, is that right?
1: That's an odd question. Why wouldn't it be?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Just a turn of phrase. You'll have to excuse me. I'm a bit shaken right now. Three headstones say a face. Oh, Who would do this? Kids, probably. But with swastikas, it's unbelievable. Is it? Oh, oh my. Oh, my, my. You okay? Oh, my. I, I, I'm trying to be okay. I'm working on it. So, how long's it been? Huh? S- since the unveiling?
1: Uh six years. Oh,
2: is it much?
1: Not in six years. You're
2: kidding. This
1: is a problem for
2: no, you? You're just surprised, that's all. My whole family's here. They all died eating. Oh, oh god. why did I ever think this bra was comfortable? When do you do? Three weeks ago. Oh my god. They can't induce labor? I'm
1: allergic to the drugs. Caesarean? I have a hernia from carrying so low. Too
2: risky. So, you're waiting? I'm waiting. Oh. Boy or girl. Girl, God help her? Well, that's not very hopeful. Whatever. I had such bloating during my first pregnancy, it felt like if you hit me in the stomach, I'd fly around the room like a spent balloon. One time I ate half a cantaloupe Would and I Would you mind? Pro- I'd rather not think about sure, it. Sure. I understand. So let me guess, you're in retail. I'm a high school history teacher. Oh, you serve a valuable function.
1: Oh, you think so? You don't? Oh, I've been doing it for so long, I'm not sure it has much meaning for me anymore. Facts rolling out of my mouth like dice. Six and two, Henry Six Wives, two beheaded. Four and five, VJ Day, Germany partitioned. Snake Eyes, one person, one vote. Have you tried an enema? Excuse me? My
2: cousin was late, A terrible constipation, so she flushed herself. Kid popped out like a cork from a bottle. I'll pass. Mm. By the way, her headstone, granite is more likely. I mean, it's just one of those things I know. Marble is stronger, holds up better. Never bothered to look into it. I just handed over the 2500 You're and kidding. told them what to engrave. 2500 If you don't mind me saying, you could buy a new car for that price. What? Oh, I'd love to hear some Montevani right now. You have the time. It's... The darkness at this hour. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Why would someone do violence to a sacred place like this?
1: You find this sacred? That's interesting. It's
2: a cemetery.
1: To me, it's a city of sorts. Thousands of plots crowded together like tenements. Mausoleum high-rises ascending from the clutter. Stones all stained with soot. The air is rank. The little grass you can find is yellowed and weedy. I've been to sacred cemeteries and they weren't Jewish, now that I think of it. There was space and trees and sky and a sense that you were in a place that had been blessed by God. This doesn't feel holy to me, it feels more like Canarsie. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to sound insensitive. We're obviously having different experiences.
2: What are you experiencing, may I ask? I'm not getting it. I don't understand. You yes. don't we th- seem to be upset or grieving. It's like you're kind of... Well, it's been a while oblivious. since Oblivious. She- That's the word. You're oblivious to what's happened.
1: You know, he's probably in his office. I'm going over there.
2: Oh, don't leave. Please. I, I didn't mean to scare you away. This is hard for me. Stay. Tell me about
1: yourself. No, you tell me. I'm fascinated. The dress and the hair? Is, mm-hmm. is this like a, a 50s nostalgia no. thing? No. Uh, okay. What do you mean your family all died eating?
2: My father had a coronary at the dinner table. My sister went into an epileptic convulsion in a coffee shop, smacked her head on the edge of the counter. My mother, I'm told, was chewing on a dry bagel when an artery in her brain burst i an uncle here, too. They found a marinated kipper in his throat. Who's buried in that grave? The last one. I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm Joy. I have the gift of intuition. How nice for and you. And you are... Sheila. Sheila. When you order the new stone, make sure you don't get anything less than ten inches thick. I'm probably just going to replace it with a marker. Oh, I've you'll have to forgive me, but n- nice ones I where have I- to say something. A marker? Correct. But a marker, that's all she's worth? I can't afford another stone. I remember an indigent program at the UJA. Some kind of discount or a interest-free loan. I'm not needy. I have a limited income. What would she have wanted?
1: Joy, I think we need to establish some ground rules here. I came at this early hour to survey the desecration of my mother's grave. I didn't expect, nor do I invite, judgments about the choices I make. You don't have to get defensive. Yes, I think I do. Look, I I understand the grief, the pain, Mm -hmm. whatever's coming up for you, but you don't have the right to impose your values on me. Really. You need—you need to think about that. I'm just
2: trying to help.
1: Well, the thing is, I don't remember asking. Oh, where is this guy? Look, I'm sorry. I—I I, don't—I didn't mean to jump all over you. Just what you said and the way you said you, you it. Came
2: here by yourself. Father not around. He
1: remarried and moved to Florida. I see. You're alone. No, no, it's fine. We catch up at bar mitzvahs. He sends me pears every birthday. Oh, oh,
2: pears. Aren't they fabulous? If it wasn't for the diarrhea. I've always thought Yul Brynner was the handsomest man in the world. So how wide are your stretch marks? What? You must have them. Goodbye, Joy. No, it happened to me. I'm sharing.
1: That's the part I'm having trouble with. Would
2: it help if I shut up?
3: Yes. Oh, my God, you scared me. The woman's anatomy is not a proper subject for this setting. What were you doing back there? Where? Behind that gravestone. Praying. I was on my knees. Couldn't help overhearing.
2: Sheila, this is high. High, Sheila. You know this man? We're neighbors. Stay,
3: please. This is no time for antagonism. We should be coming together in our misfortune. Yul is dead, Nebuch. He's in the cemetery across the street.
2: I know that. (laughs) But...
3: Oh, my apologies. It, it's the pregnancy. But two drops of kirsch in warm water, good for the baby to, tingle its puppet. What's with the prayer shawl and yarmulke? Are you, are you religious? I'm a rabbi. A very good one. Maybe a prayer would help.
2: Yes, would you?
3: Dear God, we ask you to unite us in this moment of crisis to release this woman's child and to forgive her for not visiting her mother's grave for six years. What is it? You too. Her resting place is defiled in an anti-Semitic fury, and you hardly blink.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Who said that this was a hate
3: crime? They weren't Boy Scouts. How do you know? Food for thought.
1: No, I'm not suggesting they were anti-Semitic Boy Scouts, only that there could have been other people with other motives. So who's this person?
3: Sheila? Sheila? You don't think these people were targeting Jewish gravestones? Well, I don't know. I'm just not assuming they were. Golda Meir said religious hatred accounts for 80% of all violence done to Jews worldwide.
1: Golda Meir has been dead for 50 years.
3: Why are you defending the pot scum who would do this? I'm just making a point.
1: I'm saying there's a difference between being aware of the shadows and expecting someone to jump out of
3: them. Were you here when it happened? We were all here when Hitler pissed on humanity. It's part of our collective consciousness. Oh, so everything is about the Holocaust. Everything is about the past. You know, I used to think that was true. It is. You can go back as far as you want. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle a which belongeth to Judah. Direct quote. They wanted their land. So this behemoth Goliath shows up and says, show me what you've got. What do the Jews do? They run. This is centuries ago. They are already used to oppression. But David, a harp playing sheepherder who is nonetheless filled with the pride of his people, David brushes aside the tears of Saul and the other schleppers and says, I'll go to the mountaintop. God saved me from the lion and the bear, so why shouldn't he help out now? What am I worrying? So he takes his sling and his five stones, and up the mountain he chugs, and he's chugging, and he's chugging, and Goliath is yelling, who's this fairy I have to deal with? You come any closer, and I'll tear you asunder and feed your ass to the peacocks. And David is straining up this mountain, and he's thinking to himself, can I do this? And the grade is getting steeper, and his wheels are slipping, and he's losing ground. But is he deterred? No, despite the wind and rain, he keeps saying to himself, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Wait a, a ca- minute.
2: That's the little engine
3: that could. No, it's from the Torah. She's
2: right. It's that kid's story.
3: Whatever. Who cares? There's a lesson here. One never to be forgotten. Jews share their history. And make it their future. Pardon me, but that's ignorant. You know, call me crazy,
1: but somehow it's my expectation that a person with the name of High should at least have a
3: modicum of amiability. What we believe is what we know, and what we know is what has happened over and over and over again. Fine. Whatever. You know, you could have at least introduced yourself. Sheila! Why are you getting upset? This couldn't be good for your condition.
1: No, it's not. and it, it isn't. Every one of my organs are being crushed by, by what feels like a hippo in my stomach. The last thing I want is to get upset. I certainly didn't plan on it. I, I just came
2: here to take care of business. And
3: that's why you're missing the point. Something major has happened here, if you could be sensitive to that.
2: He means a cemetery is more than a place where bodies are buried. A person's essence remains behind when they pass on. These aren't just gravestones that have been disrupted. Says who?
3: I do. She does. This is what we know. There are feelings here, knots of consciousness, entire lifetimes consolidated into this hard nugget of personal truth buried right here, right under the surface. When something like this happens, these essences are orphaned into the atmosphere. You understand? What before was history and repose is now present in agony. You wonder why the anger? Why the fear? Well, look around. Even the dead are denied rest. What you're saying has no meaning for me. But it should. You more than anyone, by creating a life, you've added another peg to the wheel of eternity. Another Jewish soul. This is a good thing. It's renewal. It's the future. It's hope and promise. I don't even think of it as being Jewish. Well,
2: I don't know what to say.
1: I do. I find that offensive. I'm not surprised. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. It's not It's not normally this bad. Oh, you look awful. I wish I had something. I think there are antacids in my bag. I used to carry them for my husband. What do you mean, used to? He's better now? He's gone now. I knew that.
2: Isn't the sun supposed to be up? I don't think he's coming. No. Her husband? The, the caretaker. Forget
3: about that one. His head is facing in a different direction from his body.
2: Oh, I kill for a bowl of bean and barley soap. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 honey, what's wrong? No, I didn't want to do that.
1: Damn it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just give me a second.
3: No, this is grief. It's good. Get it out.
2: You don't understand. She misses him.
3: The caretaker.
2: The husband. He's dead? He left. Haven't you been paying attention? You don't have to talk about it. It's okay. you
1: think I'd be over him already. But if you'd like to, we'll listen. Well, he didn't want children. Why am I telling you this? I gotta go.
2: Oh, no, you poor thing. Come here. Talk. Talk to us. It'll be good for you. If
3: he left you because you got pregnant, he's not worth it. No, he left because I was a bitch. Eighteen days
1: later, bingo. Wasn't exactly in a great position to ask him back. Look, I really don't want to get into it, especially here. Especially with people I don't know, and I don't even think
3: I like. You obviously need to tell someone you wouldn't have brought it up. I do miss him.
2: Of course you do. (laughs) Huh.
3: Are you crying for me (gasps) or yourself? I'm
2: crying for women everywhere. (laughs) Girls,
3: girls, do you want to weep and moan or do you want answers? We need to look to our past. The lessons are there right in front of our faces. Shall I elucidate? I wish you wouldn't. There's an old story by Shola Baleichem. A woman marries a baker and realizes that he doesn't want children. The world is for blundered, he says. Why should we create a new shoot for the Cossacks to trample? What of my life, she counters. I'm not to have the pleasure of motherhood. My two stepsisters have families, and is an I'm sweeping crumbs here. My mind, he replies, is made up. Well, this is no good. The whole thing is coming unglued. So what does she do? She prays. She asks for deliverance. And no sooner does she begin to trust her maker when a fairy godmother shows up. This man is not for you, she says. I know a wealthy patron in a nearby town who is desperate for children. He throws a ball at this time every year. You should go and meet him. Well, what do I wear, the woman responds. No problem, says the fairy godmother. I have a pair of glass
2: slippers just for you. Are you confused
1: or just demented?
3: What are you talking about? This is
1: a
2: true... Not a story by Shalom Aleichem. She's right. Your brain's all leaking out of your ears. How are you doing? I'd be better if I were elsewhere.
3: You really don't like us.
1: Why would you care, one way or another? I don't even know you. You do now. A little bit. Not really. You know
3: what your problem is?
1: Yes. I'm being hounded and harassed.
3: Now who's being oversensitive? Look,
1: I was fine before
2: I got here. But see, we we don't think that that's the I'm uh, not interested in what you think. All we're saying is that... I'm fucking sick of what you're saying, both of you. Very nice. What kind of talk is this? It's
1: my talk. Me. Sheila Crickstein, This is the way I talk.
2: That doesn't make you different from us.
1: Yes, it does.
2: I am different than you. We are not alike. We share a common soul. Oh, no, we don't. You can't deny it. If you could look at yourself, Sheila. Oh, no, don't do that. No, stop it. Now, I mean
1: it. You will not do this. I will not let those who represent everything I've always hated about my people have anything more to say about who I am and how I should act. You have not earned the right to talk to me this way, and I'm going to tell you why. You know nothing about being a woman, and you know even less about being Jewish. I know this, you see, because I was the ideal Jewish daughter I was an obedient child. I got a prime education. I wore my hair back from my face. I dated Jewish professionals, mostly doctors and lawyers. That is, until I learned that in the 90s, two Jewish men, one a doctor, opened fire on an Arab mosque, and another, a lawyer, put a bullet through the heart of the prime minister of the Israeli state. Do not tell me I am like you. Do not even try. Look, if you know so much about your past, how come you can't remember any of it? You talk about persecution? Well, what about fear and distrust and recrimination? That's real oppression. It's self-enslavement. How can you talk about the lessons of liberation when you're living in the ghetto of your mind? And you... The the, the idea that someone so filled with sorrow and emptiness can see into another woman's soul is ludicrous to me. The reason you act like you know everything is so that you won't have to face the truth that you have nothing. I do not relate to either of you because you're antiques. There is not a thought in your heads that hasn't been dredged up from the swamp of cultural self-pity. There is more to life than memory and loss, and I refuse to be dragged into the muck. Is that clear? Liz, I needed to be clear, you see, because my mother already tried to do that to me. She was the most judgmental, authoritative, and unemotional woman I have ever known. She was dried up, no feelings. Her name was Rose, but she smelled like weeds. Everything was a problem. Everyone did her wrong. When my father left, she placed a framed photo of him in the toilet bowl. She whined and complained about her life right up to the moment she died. Her last words were, this vanilla pudding tastes like shit. She was always provoking you to admit culpability for her mistakes. She was, she was brusque and insensitive, and like the both of you, she had this
0: exasperating habit of beginning an insult with a nicety. Excuse me, my sweet darling, but you have your head up your tush. Mom? Oh, my God, I'm wet. I'm soaking wet. Ugh. Where have you been? Where do you think? I don't understand. Took you long enough, Rose. I was listening. What is this? You were afraid, Well not you? No, just waiting for the opportunity. You were scared.
1: No, someone talked to me. Ah! Oh, oh, I'm dying. I must be dying. She's dying. She's
0: in labor. Your water just broke.
1: You look like my mom. You talk like my mom. Then guess what? Well, if I'm not dying, how can you be here? We're here because you want us to be. Why would I want that? Because you need us. No, no, not true.
0: (gasps) Oh! Oh, God, it hurts.
3: Is there something we can do?
0: Help me push over my stone. Jesus. Hi. Take off your shawl. Lay it on top. What are you doing?
1: We're trying to help. How can I make this clear? Go back to your
0: graves. I don't want your help. Sheila, remember when you were small and I had to take you to the doctors for shot, and you were so scared, and you would cry and scream? Remember what I would say? Yeah, shut up or I'll smack you. Exactly. Come here. No, 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 let go. I refuse to pay for the sins of my people. Oh, she was always so dramatic. How can this be happening? Because it's time. Ow! Ooh! Oh, she just kicked me so hard. She wants out. You do realize Mark still loves you. He hasn't spoken to me in eight months. He wants to come back. How do you know? He left you with a reason, didn't he? He didn't want a baby. Apparently he did. Because he created a child just like himself. Did you ever know the man to be on time? You think if he saw her... If he saw her, he'd melt like butter in a skillet. Now lie down, you're stalling. I need help here.
1: Oh, ah, oh, it's cold. I'm scared, Mom. Close
0: your mouth and spread your legs.
1: I can't stop shaking.
0: Don't worry, we have it under control. Do
1: I need to start breathing in rhythm or something?
2: I don't recall that part.
0: Oh that part yes Hold on to her Both of you Mom
1: Uh huh Those things I said about you I'm sorry
0: Oh here we go Heart to anger Anger to guilt Guilt to I sorry. was uncomfortable I was overreacting oh, stop apologizing And stop pushing You weren't that bad You mean that No You were horrible Oh and what You're not gonna get over it yeah, I need to I think I would agree Look, the sun.
2: I could really go for half a grapefruit.
0: Come on, push. I can't do it. Let it go. Let it all I all go. I can't. You must. I've been able to. Don't think. I'm trying. Don't try, just do it. Oh, it hurts so much. I love you, my daughter. Uh, uh, uh! <laughs> here, here she comes. Here
2: she is. <laughs> oh! Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> oh! She's so oh! So- now.
0: We're here. It's okay. You're not alone. You never have
3: been. Thou God oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, our plays are produced by Bernadette Armstrong, recorded at Oak House Studio in Altadena, California, mixed and designed by our talented sound engineer, David Peters, Post production and website support by Larry Griffith. Sound effects are provided by Audio Jungle and music from Karaoke Version. If you are interested in submitting a play for production, you can find that information on our website, www.opendoorplayhouse.org, as well. Please Share this podcast with friends, and don't forget to subscribe so you will be notified when our next production is live.